0: Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. Let's get into the method to the madness of keeping your back strong. But before I get into that, let me thank Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros, They are the best real estate agents around. Every time I open social media, they sold a house. What does that say? Success. Success begets success. If you're good, you're good. If you're not, you're not. They can be reached at thegildingroup.com. Okay, so one of the things I've heard over the years as a trainer And I will help you with this so you don't ever say it to me. Not that I would, uh, well, I don't know. I might bite your head off. But yeah, it depends on the day, I suppose. Anyway, um, one of the very frequent comebacks we get to, we have to really strengthen your back is when people say, well, I'm actually afraid to strengthen my back because weight training in that regard will cause injury. And too many people believe that. And it is flat out not true. Can certain movements in the gym hurt your back? Yes. But you know, it's funny. It's typically not the back exercises that can do that. I would venture to guess, I would almost put a lot of money on it, that somebody is far more likely to injure their back on barbell arm curls than actually specifically training their low back. But the bottom line is, we never have to hurt ourselves in the gym anyway. Most of the time, no, all of the time, when we get hurt in a gym, it's because we're using poor form. And most of the time, it's ballistic movements that do it, meaning doing something very fast, herky-jerky, then we could injure our back. But specifically training our back is the best thing we can do for our back. All right. At one point in our lives, 85% of Americans have had back pain. That is a lot of pains in the back. Now, 10% of those cases go on to become debilitating. That's not good, is it? And further, Dehabilitating back injuries is second only to cardiac disease as far as work disability goes in the United States. So a back injury is second only to cardiac disease as far as people having to leave their job and go on disability. Now, we can prevent that. All right. What most people don't understand and they don't know is that back pain and back strength are directly correlated with each other. There were studies done years ago at the University of Florida and I know elsewhere, but I'm just using the UF studies because I got to see many of them and I worked with Dr. Michael Fulton of The uh, exercise is medicine fame here in Daytona Beach. He really is the back master. I worked with him for many years when I rented a little studio gym out at his facility, Green Acres, where he specialized in backs only. And this isn't a promo for them, but they just really are that good. His son, Brent, does other types of medicine, but Michael focused on backs because he became famous. Now he is an orthopedic surgeon but he doesn't do orthopedic surgery. He believes that we can strengthen the back and he was his own personal research found that 90% of the people that came to him for a second opinion on back surgery never needed the surgery once they strengthened their back, okay? Going back to their studies at the University of Florida. They found a direct link between back strength, not back flexibility, not hamstring flexibility, not all these things that may or may not be related, back strength. And they were able to measure it. The stronger the backs, the less pain people had and problems, period. All right. So what we have to do is, number one, not fear it. I mean, if you're coming to a educated, experienced, certified trainer, I mean, you really do have to have a lot of trust in them to begin with, right? So there's a little bit of a problem if you're skeptical about that. But in all honesty, that's typically not what it's about. Like We know we have a ton of trust and normally it's not a big deal at all once it's explained how important training that low back is a lot of my information comes from like seeing people's comments online and what other trainers have told me. People are afraid to work their lower back. And that is what's going to create most of, if not all of the problems that they have. So we have to put that fear aside and be ready to strengthen the lower back. Now, before I get to more about that, let me talk a little bit about what most People start to do because, you know, the old beautiful personal trainer, Instagram or Facebook, you know, gives people all of their answers now. You know, it used to be Google in the old days, right? Well, now I'd almost rather rather have people Google and follow some of their fitness influencers. But what they're going to say is you have to have a strong core. You have to have a strong core. And, you know, it drives us nuts because, number one, when they say that, they're implying abdominals, All right. And number two, the core actually is made up of the rectus abdominals and the transverse abdominals. Both are in the anterior portion of your lower torso. The core is also made up of your internal obliques and your external obliques, which is on the side of your body. And most importantly, in this case, the core is made up of your spinal erectors, which are your lower back muscles. So when they say, oh, you got to work your core, well, they're partly right. You definitely have to work your spinal erectors or erector spinae. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing some anterior ab training, but what we see a lot of the time is the anterior abs are actually over-trained, pulling spines into what we call kyphosis or forward spine. So that little bit of a tilt leaning over. Well, of course, if you do too many abdominal muscles, there is going to be that imbalance where the spine tilts forward because the rectus abdominals pull the spine forward. That's called flexion. Think crunch or sit up. Isn't that what it's doing? So if you stand up and those abdominal muscles are nice and tight and contracting, well, guess what it's doing? It's pulling your spine forward. If you don't have equal back strength in your spinal erectors, you are more likely to have a back injury. So really in that case, it's actually better to not train your abdominals at all if you're not going to train your lower back. Now, of course, the best option is to do both with a greater emphasis on the spinal erectors. All right. So when you hear train your core, then partly correct, but put more focus on training the lower back. Now, the main exercise for training the lower back is called back extension. Okay, so I already told you that the rectus abdominals do the function of spinal flexion, pulling you forward. All right, the spinal erectors, guess what, do spinal extension, They pull you back. If they're weak, if they're atrophied, they are far more likely to get pulled out of whack and have a back injury, all right? And if they're weak and you go to lift something, now they're more likely for something serious to happen because now instead of the muscles lifting the load like they're supposed to, it's relying on the spine and things get all torqued up and that's not good, all right? So back extension is the exercise that we want to do to strengthen the spinal erectors. Now that can be done in a number of ways at the gym. We can use a spinal back machine that we use quite often. It's honestly not better than anything else. It's just convenient. It's here. It works. Now, getting back to, uh, you know, the Fultons at Green Acres, you know, I should call them up and say, hey, you better throw me some uh, some beans my way. I gave you some free advertisement. But they used a very fancy $50,000 spinal back machine, which is fine because it collected all the data. It gave them printout measurements of the people's torque strength. And, and that's great. I mean, that's what they do. So we can use fancy back machines like that or the lesser version I have here. Now that would be if you have access to equipment machines, you can do spinal extension on a machine. One perk to that is that it's convenient. I mean, you set a pin and you go, you don't have to set anything up and look, that's important. I mean, I help people set up their gyms and I tell them, well, if you're going to have a lot of flow, you better have some machines because you're going to have people tripping all over each other, trying to set up free weights. If you don't. So That's a perk. Another thing is it really does load the spine very well. I mean, it works now. Another way you can do spinal extension or back extension is with free weights. You can do what we call a straight legged deadlift. Now, a lot of people these days call it a Romanian deadlift or RDL. Okay. That's all well and good. My guess is they got that from Romania, right? That's a very educated guess right there. doesn't matter what you call it. In the old days, we called it a straight leg deadlift. In other words, you're not bending your knees and assisting, although there's nothing wrong with that. That is a traditional deadlift. And by the way, I put it in the email the other day that the record for the deadlift for a man is, I think it was 1,150 pounds he lifted off the ground. And a female did something like 650 pounds. That's a lot of load. Now, that's a traditional bent knee deadlift. That's fine. It does work the lower back. But if we specifically want to target the lower back, we're going to want to do what's called a straight legged deadlift. Now, we don't keep our legs perfectly locked out and straight. We have anywhere from a 10 to 20, maybe even a 30 degree bend. But the key is we don't bend it more as we go. We keep it at 10 to 20 to 30 degrees, depending on your hamstring flexibility. And then you keep it in that position and you bend down and you extend up. That's one of the best lower back muscles, lower back exercises you can do. And the bonus is it also works your hamstrings and your glutes. Now that can be done with a barbell or that can be done with dumbbells. It's a great way to strengthen your lower back. Is it better? No. Is it worse? No. It doesn't matter. If you can apply load to an exercise, they're going to be equal, which takes me to the last version. And there are tons of different types of all of these versions. But when I name three, giving you a machine version, a free weight version, and a body weight version, you can do what we call... Basically, prone Cobras is what we call them now. In the old days, we just called them back extensions off the floor. All it is is you lie on your stomach. You keep your feet on the ground. Now, in an advanced case, you lift your feet, but, you know, that doesn't matter. Keep your feet on the ground and you raise your chest off the floor. You squeeze the muscles and you repeat. That's a way to strengthen your lower back at home if you don't have access to equipment or free weights, and that's fine too. Is it as good? No. And the only reason is because you really can't apply load. And anytime we want to get stronger, we have to apply more load. There is no way around that. I'm talking stronger. There are ways to grow muscles via hypertrophy, meaning get them bigger by simply doing more repetitions. But if we want an area stronger, stronger than what? Stronger than what it currently is, then you have to use more load. Now, in the beginning, doing the back extension on the floor might be absolutely enough load for you. You know, you you lift a few inches, you squeeze it, you start feeling some burn and fatigue after 10 reps or so, or maybe even less. Then yes, at that point, it's very effective for you and just as good as the others. But eventually, you're going to have to add load. And so that exercise won't work for you as well anymore. It can still be a great maintenance exercise. For example, I like to do both the back machine at my gym here. And I like to do straight-legged deadlifts. I like them both. And I just alter which ones I do. Sometimes I do them both in the same workout, just depending on what I'm doing. But I like them both. If I travel and I don't have access to that, then I'm going to do the hyperextensions or the prone Cobras off the floor because I know at least I'm going to maintain my strength. We don't have to train as vigorously to maintain. That's the beauty of getting stronger. We can just simply do lesser intensity. So I'll use those because I don't want them to atrophy and I want to keep my back strong depending on how long I might be away from the gym. So it doesn't matter. It's We need to get it out of our heads that we're going to injure our back by training our back. I mean, think about it for a second, how kind of ludicrous that sounds. We teach everybody to use good form and no momentum. And I think almost any good trainer does. Well, no, every good trainer has to, because if they're teaching you to use any form of jerking motions, they're not a good trainer. But if you're bent over with a load, And it's say it's dumbbells in your hand and you're doing Romanian deadlifts and you're rising up under control. You're squeezing your muscles and then you're lowering under control. You're just not letting your body collapse, but you're keeping tension on the muscles. Do a slight hesitation and you repeat and repeat and repeat. How on earth are you hurting yourself? I mean, it really doesn't make any sense, right? Some people say, well, it's the load. You know, I'm afraid I'll go too heavy. Like, well, what does heavy mean? I mean, heavy to one person is eleven hundred and fifty pounds, heavy to another is fifty. So what is heavy? Like, that doesn't make sense either. You're you're not likely to pull a muscle lifting weights that are too heavy for you. You know why? Because you can't lift weights that are too heavy for you. You're not going to be able to move them. So that doesn't make sense either. It really is the speed at which you do things, which is the greatest predictor is if you're going to get hurt. And people are already so conscious of their lower back. What's the chances of them flying through a Romanian deadlift? I mean, I had a few clients that just went through my mind. It's hard to get them to slow down at anything, but even they don't go too fast, and they've never hurt their back in a gym. I mean, it's between knees and backs as far as what injury I've had people come into take further than their physical therapist or chiropractors got them. You know, it's time to, I mean, that's great. That's a good start. But if you really want to make it stronger, you're going to have to continue on after physical therapy and do more general strengthening for your lower back and everywhere else. It's probably between low back and knees that I've seen the most and both have seen incredible progress. I mean, I really can't think of any failures, meaning they came to get stronger and they didn't. Um, I would say the back had the greatest function as far as people saying, this has helped me so much because if you've ever injured your back or even just had like a slight back pain for a week, it's debilitating. Like you can't do anything. I mean, if you bother your knees, you can come back from that, right? I mean, I'm not saying a knee injury is fun. It's not. But when you hurt your back, like you can't do anything. At least with a knee, you can grab a crutch and still get around back pain keeps you bent over. It sucks. We don't want that, right? I mean, I've had it. I know exactly how I've had it. I never got it lifting weights. I did it once just being bent over in a dumb position for too long, building something, literally just bent over and I pulled the muscle and it was a few days. I mean, it wasn't anything, you know, to worry about, but it was annoying for sure. All right. So exercise is strong medicine and a strong Back is a healthy back. Okay. Now, my clients, Jeff and Zach Hawk, own Overhead Door Company, and they are so strong, they could lift the garage door for you and carry it for you wherever you needed to go. But they don't do that, they choose to use their trucks. All kidding aside, they offer the best, the best customer service around. They help me when I ask questions. I know we're friends and clients and all that good stuff. But at the same time, they want a great reputation. They've been in business for 100 years, Overhead Door Company of Daytona Beach, which means also they're doing a lot of right things. So if you need any help, if you need maintenance, even if you don't own an overhead door, they do that too. So give them a shout at OverheadDoorDaytona.com.